I think the hardest is always when you first started because there's so many uncertainties when you first started, right? Because you don't know if you're going to get to the goal that you set out for yourself to be or not. And let's say specifically following your passion, following in career aspect, you don't know if you're going to be financially stable or not. You don't know if you're going to make enough money to sustain yourself. And you don't know if you're going to get anywhere with that, whatever you think your passion is. Welcome to the Passion Struck Podcast. My name is John Miles, a former combat veteran and multi-industry CEO turned entrepreneur and human performance expert. Each week we showcase an inspirational person and message that helps you unlock your hidden potential and unleash your creativity and leadership abilities. Thank you for spending time with me today and let's get igniting. Welcome to the Passion Struck Podcast. I am so excited today to have David Ding here from Winnipeg, Canada for the show. David is the creator of Entrepreneur Facts. He started by creating an Instagram page for his own personal growth. And now listen to this, sharing it to over 2 million followers. He runs a marketing agency that helps entrepreneurs and businesses who want to build an audience on Instagram, establish authority and build leads. He considers that his superpower is to impact the world by helping entrepreneurs get their message out to those whose lives will be changed by it. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about this episode today with David. And there is so much here to unpack. He goes through his personal story, encourage of how he unlocked his own passion journey, what it is that is his superpower and what made it his superpower. He gives his number one secret out on how you can increase your own following on Instagram and so much more. There is so much to listen here for you to apply in your own life. Tony Robbins said, success is doing what you want to do, when you want it, where you want it, and with whom you want, as much as you want. And I thought this was a great backdrop for our guest today. I'm thrilled today to have David Dang, who is passion struck about helping entrepreneurs deliver their messages to those lives they will impact. I first met David through Instagram and was really taken aback by his quotes and inspiration that he shared. The more I got to see his post, the more I thought he would be a great guest. David, thank you so much for for joining us today. Hi. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, David, the purpose of our show is to help others understand how to unlock their hidden potential and ignite and prioritize their passion journeys. And as I was reading your background, I saw that you first got interested in personal development in your teenage years. Can you tell me how? Yeah, it started pretty, pretty, uh, spontaneous, random, I suppose. Um, I think it all started around when I was 16, 17 years old. So just about a decade ago. And back then, it's funny, that's when I first got my iPod Touch. And back then, I had trouble sleeping. When I sleep, I prefer to listen to some audio, have some sound, some noise in the background. And then I usually play, have the TV on in the background. 
But then one day, for some reason, I decided, okay, let's not, why not try some audio book? And that's when I got my first iPod Touch. I downloaded an audio book on my iPod. And yeah, in, I looked through the, the catalog of audio books, available audio books. And I see the section, self-help. Then as it goes through there, through there, I take a look at a couple of books. And I, I remember one of the book, one of the first book I listened to was from Tony Robbins is um, Unlimited, Unlock, uh, Unlimited Power, either Unlimited Power or Awaken the, the Giant Within. Either one of those, I don't remember exactly which one. And then, yeah, I, that's pretty much how I started to get into personal development, self-help just by listening to audiobook in the background before I go to bed. That's kind of sparked my interest in it. And then from there on, I just started reading more books, find out more about the self-help world, and, yeah, start educating myself from there. So, so back, you know, going back to your, your teenage years, what, what were you interested in back then? I was you know, a you- pretty normal kid, to be honest. Like, I like video game back then. 10 years ago, like I used to, like all, most kids nowadays, I would play video games all day, literally easily 10 hours a day, easily. So I was like hardcore gamer. But then for some, like, like any normal kid, I play sport, I go to school and I hang out with friends as well. But the funny thing is that once I started to get into self-help, for some reason, I completely stopped playing video games. At one point, I just suddenly realized, why do I waste all my time playing all these video games? I get nothing. At the end of the day, in the game, I, I could be really good, very successful in the game in theory. But then in real life, it's, it does nothing to me. And yeah, it's just one day I just decide, okay, I'm done with video game. I don't want to play it anymore. And I just stopped playing like, like at that moment. Like I stopped playing video game almost completely. Like now I only okay. play a like small game on my phone, a couple minutes here and there just in my free time just to relax and stuff. But like I just stopped playing video game completely once I realized that. Like I'm like, okay, it's sort of like a waste of my, my time. I don't get any value from it. For some reason it doesn't hit me. So yeah, that's that that was the type of kid I I used to be back in my teenager years. Yeah, and did I know you're in Winnipeg now. Is that where you grew up? No, I actually immigrated to Canada in uh, 2006. So I was about 12 years old back then. I immigrated from Vietnam. And okay. when I moved here, I didn't speak any English at all. I'm sure you can probably tell based on my accent and the way how I speak. Yeah, I didn't speak a single word of English. It's been a long journey for me. Actually, when I look back at it, it's, it's been a long journey. Yeah, so I moved to Canada when I was 12 years old and it's been, yeah, a long time now. And so when you were listening to those self-help books, were you doing it in Vietnamese or were you doing it in English? Yeah. When I first started, actually it was in Vietnamese. Yeah. So my first couple, actually most of them was in Vietnamese. I started listening to English audio book, I guess two or three years after when I started university where I guess that's when I started to, to listen to more English audio books. And if anything, I say audiobooks completely changed my life because as a kid, like most kids nowadays, I hated reading. I, I don't read books at all. So yeah, audiobooks really got me into it. 
that's what really changed everything for me. And then later on, when I see the value of reading books, I started to be more interested in physical books. And you can see I have a small book cell, which is a couple of books, not a lot. But yeah, that's that's my that's my story. Well, I I, I like the story because um, I you know I grew up with a learning um, deficiency myself, and so. I have a hard time learning by seeing things. And so for me, auditory learning is the way that my mind works. And so for yes. me, whether it's a podcast or an audiobook or or something like that, I can see the visual things, but the audio really helps uh to back it up. So I'm I'm a I'm a believer in in that as well. So do you do you still use the audiobooks and yeah sure yeah I I have an audio account like where I get like uh, an audiobook every month and yeah like sometimes it, it would take me an an average audiobook is about I guess eight to ten hours but if I were to read a physical book it it would take me at least twice as much twenty hours to to finish that same book in the physical form but sometimes when I listen to an audiobook if I really, really like the book, I would just buy the physical book and then reread it again in the physical form. So that's something I do. I, I don't know. It, it's, it helped me to, I guess, internalize the, the knowledge in the book better by, by reading, actually reading it. But listen to it will help me consume it faster. Yeah, so I that's, agree. That's how I it. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I do a, um, a similar technique. I, I will listen to it. And oftentimes I'll buy the physical book as well. And I like to, to get out my highlighter. And if I hear a part, I'll go to the physical book and I'll highlight it. And then yeah. for me, I like to go back to the book and, yes. you know, and look at those specific segments. Yes, that's the main point. For me, the main point of physical book is to go back into a certain section that I remember. Let's say I read a book like maybe years ago and then I said need. I remember a concept from the book that I need for my business or whatever I'm doing at that particular moment. Okay, I need to go back. With audiobook, it's a little bit harder for you to pinpoint that exact location and then just go to that section and then just to listen to the part you want to listen, right? So it's a bit harder that way. So a physical book, you have the book there. You can just flip through pages and find that exact section and then just read that section. It's just much easier that way. Okay, and and did that did any of those books inspire your direction in college? Um, I I think you went and you got oh, yeah. a marketing degree, if I'm if I'm correct. Yes, I graduated from the, the University of Manitoba with a marketing and entrepreneurship degree, and definitely, yeah, the books those books definitely picked the major for me. Uh, one of the book, I guess, I think the the two biggest book that influenced my decision to go into business was how to win friends and influence people. And rich dad, poor dad. So the first one was from Dale Carnegie. I it's one of the first book I I I think I think I actually read that one. Like I read uh, the ebook. No, I didn't listen to the audiobook on that. I actually read the ebook of that one. And uh, because of the all the most of the example in the book were business related, so I can then what. It got me thinking, okay, yeah, I actually kind of like business. The examples in the book kind of is kind of interesting and cool. So it got got that thinking in me. Okay, I business seemed interesting. And back then, at that age, everyone, we all thinking, okay, what kind of career should we pick, right? And it kind of implanted the seed in me to, to become a business person. Um, 
also the second book is Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm sure is the classic yes. book. A lot of people have read it. Yes, talk about financial freedom, investing, and then of course a lot about business as well. So that's the second book that got me thinking. Okay, I kind of want to be a businessman. But actually, in my first year of university, I actually went into psychology because I guess how to win friends and influence people has talked a lot. It's more about psychology than business. So I'm like, okay, I like psychology. Let's go into that. But after the first year, I switch into business because I realize, okay, I I prefer to to do business better. And yeah, that's how that's how I pick my my major. <laughs> that was how okay. I pick my major. Yeah. So when you when you started, uh, and interestingly enough, I've got a 22 year old son, and he's got a he just graduated with a business degree, but a specialization in marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting to watch his journey to getting his first job, which is at a digital agency. Um, what 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 was your first job out, outside of uh, the university? Yeah, so during my during the years in university, I actually had. Different type of jobs. I done door to door sales. I work in retails. I work like a bunch of different type of job. And one of those was to work in a corporate environment in a cubicle. I was working for the government here of my city, and it was for actually a year and a half that I spent there, both full time in the summer, part time during the year. The job was great. The people there were great. But I couldn't help but hated it for some reason. <laughs> I just can't stand the feeling of sitting in a cubicle every day doing the same thing over and over again, and then stick with a routine. I have to wake up early and then take a bus, go to work, and then sit there until four thirty, and then go home. Is just the routine is feel really tedious for me. And then I said, know that, okay. And also with all the influence of the books I was reading, especially Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if, if after you read that book, I think nobody really wants to work a job anymore. So it's kind of in me, like embrace, I was really embracing the idea of being my own boss, start my own business. So I knew by then that, okay, I do not want a job after school. Like that would be my, my last, my plan B, my last case scenario, if I could not, figure out what to do after that. Then the worst case scenario, okay, I'll get a job, work for a couple of years, and then figure out my own way to start my own business later. So having a job was definitely not like a good plan for me. Then in my, that's also why I studied entrepreneurship as well with the whole, the whole point of that was to start my own business later, right? So, and then in my last year of university, before I graduate, okay, I knew that, okay, next year, I'm graduating next year. What am I going to do? Am I going to start my business or get a job? And of course, I I don't like I didn't like the idea of getting a job. So let I need to figure out a business. Okay, what kind of business will I start? And back then, I didn't feel like I was ready to start an actual business on my own because, well, as a student, didn't have much experience in terms of starting a, a startup or starting my like a business where I would be the one who running it, put my own money in, potentially risk losing it. So I thought, okay, I have one year left to figure out something that would be safe enough for me to take the risk on before I have to to get a job. So like most <clears throat> like most kids nowadays, I went online, I went on Google. The first thing I searched was how to start a business online. And as it went along, you know, 
with the flow, look through a bunch of pages, reading a bunch of stuff, listen to podcasts. And it's funny that one of the pod, I listened to a podcast where the guy, one of the guests, he was, he started a business making multiple six figures completely off Instagram. And it hit me, okay, that sounds very interesting. Why don't I try that? And back then, I didn't even have an Instagram account. It was my first time ever create. I started to create an Instagram account on that day. And years later, so by the by the so a year later, by the time I graduated, actually I didn't even even monetize that Instagram account. It was entrepreneurship facts. It's still running now. Has two million followers. But when it first started, the first two years or so. Right, so so it, say that again. You you said how many followers does it have? Two million followers. Over two million followers right now. So and and one of the things I I just want to pause there because one yeah. of the things that um, grabbed me when I started you know, understanding more about your background is you, you're not the typical influencer that, that I'm accustomed to seeing on, on Instagram. And I don't mean mm-hmm. to put it into a cliche, but a lot of times it's, you know, people that are, are pushing products, whether it's clothing or, you know, different types mm-hmm. of items, it's, it's those types of things. Yep. And, and you, you took a completely different path, yep. uh, which I think, which really I thought was, was unique. Thank you. So what made you decide to take that that approach and what was your specific goal at the time? Um well I guess to quickly summarize my, my story. So yeah, by the time I graduated university, then I was already making more than a full-time income doing my my e-commerce stuff. I was doing a bit of e dropshipping, e-commerce, and a bunch of other online business, online stuff that making me money that was a little more than a full-time income. So by then I didn't need to get a job because if I were to get a, a job with my marketing degree, because I don't know if you could really get a job with entrepreneurship degree, but with marketing, I would be making less than what I was making back then. So I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I don't need to get a job. My goal succeeded. I accomplished my my goal for myself. I don't need to get a job. And then... Oh, and, and how did that feel? Like, what were you thinking about at that point? Were, were yeah, you like... Of course, it, it feels great because I that was my, the goal that I set for myself, right? So yeah, it's it, it feels great. But then, of course, as human, we always want to strive forward, set higher goal for ourselves. We doesn't matter what you do. By the time you achieve your whatever you think that is your ultimate goal, when you got it, you will want something else higher. So pretty quickly, I I get over that, and then I set higher goal for myself, and. Uh, what was the question you asked? Uh, oh, my approach to how I monetize my, my well, no, what account? you know, why did you finally, you know, how did you come up with this approach, and what was it that made you finally give this approach a try? Um, honestly, it it was mainly because I didn't know how to monetize it, to be honest. And the reason, part of the reason why I build a pay was, of course, to eventually build a business around it afterwards, but. When I first started, I created the content with intent that because I only create share the content I'm interested that I feel that that is valuable to me. It's, I like I said, I like self help, I like motivation, I like inspirational quotes and interesting facts about business and entrepreneurship. So I just share those things on the account, and it just took off from there. People start following, and I just didn't know what to do, how to monetize it, and then. Yeah, that's mainly why I didn't monetize it in my first 
two years of, of starting that account. I think that's also helped attracting people to start following me. Yeah, that that was that's how I came up with the approach. And well, yeah. it, it's it's interesting because you know as I've as I've written my uh, book, and then you start going to the publishers, you get into this chicken and, and the egg scenario because they want you to have a large following before you publish the book. But in order to get the large publishing or the large following, sometimes you want the book so you can use it to get the followers to join. Um, yes, so, I agree, so, but I don't think it's necessary. Either way it works, is this which approach you want? So if you want to get the following first before you get your book published, there's a way to do it without requiring a book. It's not. And if you want to do the other way, it's just different approach depend on which which side you like, which approach you pick, right? So each of them has different methods to accomplish th that goal. Yeah, and you know, with your marketing background, I you know, with the, the clients uh, we work with, um, one of the hardest things that a lot of them um, have to go through is how to you know, some of them have led a, a, a successful career before. Some of them were like at your point where they're just starting out. And it's, you know, one of the biggest things is how do you create your personal brand? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, you know, what were some of the steps that you, you took at that point um, to get yourself out there? Because you said it took about two years. Yeah. So, I mean, it took me two years to build the entrepreneurship fact page. And it, it wasn't a personal brand. I was behind the account. I just create content, share the content, collect the content, curate the content, and share it on that account. And then people, if they like it, they follow the account too. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things. And Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities. From scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates, it's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees, and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers, according to a recent survey, say Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Just go to Indeed.com slash PassionStruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at PassionStruck.com slash deals. Now, back to PassionStruck. To see more of content. And I guess your question is, how do you get more people to follow you, right? By building right. a personal brand. How to get people to know you and follow you. Really? The only, here's the secret, the big secret to get people to follow you, not just Instagram, but any type of social media platform. The only secret, number one secret is to have content that people want to see and want to see more of it. That's it. 
if people like your content and they want to see more of it, of course they're going to follow you to see more of it, right? That's really the only secret. So now from when you know that, then I guess here, one of the good, I don't remember where I learned this from, but the, one of the secrets to success is to ask yourself the right question. So when you ask yourself the right question, you will be able to unlock all the secrets to success. So the first, so now let's say, how do you create, how do you get more followers? How to get people to follow you on social media, yeah. right? So I'm gonna tell you, ask yourself the question, why should people follow you? Well, when you can answer that, then you know how to get people to follow you. Give people a reason to follow you through your content. What can you do to your target audience that will get them to be interest in, interested in following your account? What do they get out of it? Think of it this way. I, I like to think of it as creating content is like a business transaction. What you're selling is your content. And what your, what your target audience pay you is not with money, but they pay you attention. That's the currency. So you sell your content in exchange for their attention. That's, the, that's really the business that you're in, right? So what kind of content do they want to see right now? What kind of content are they searching for? What kind of content, if they scroll through Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media platform that you want to grow in, as they scroll through, what will stop them and be like, okay, hey, I have this problem right now. This person is delivering the content that's helping me with that problem. Whether I'm just bored, really bored at home, I have nothing to do, and then the content is really funny, entertaining, you're solving a problem for that person, and then they're going to pay you, not money, but they pay you attention. And then if, if your content is good, they want to see more of that content in the future, they're going to follow you. That's really it. There's no secret. Okay. So I hope that answered your question. So when, I, when you asked yourself that question, what, what answer did you come up with? What was the content? You know, what would make people want to follow you? Okay. So what make people follow me is because they guess they want inspiration. Because for me, I believe the, the key to success is the mindset. Once you have the right mindset, everything else will take care of itself. I guess some people say, okay, yeah, you can spend all your time on the mindset stuff. But if you don't take action, nothing going to manifest or actualize itself in the real world. I Sure, action is important. But I would argue that if you have the right mindset, you will start taking action. The reason why you're not taking action is because you don't have the, the right mindset yet. Because as human, we don't want to do anything that's meaningless to us. Like, have you ever been in, like, if you're hungry, are you, are you going to sit there and then not do anything, not find food? Because if you're hungry, you're going to go and take action, right? Because we, we will take action. However, we need a reason. We need a reason, a purpose some meaning to take that action because we don't want to do anything meaningless that, that's not, that doesn't give us any value without any reason. So if the reason you're not taking action is because you don't really understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, what is for yet. If you know, really have the right mindset and this perspective and whatever that is you're trying to accomplish, you will start taking action. So whatever you're lacking, I truly believe is star success truly begins with the mindset. If you have the right mindset, you'll start taking action. You know what to do. You, you know the, the right question to ask yourself and figure out what step, what's to do next. And then you will be very excited, motivated, inspired to take the action. Like you don't need anybody to push you to take the action if you have the right mindset and the right perspective of the problem that you're trying to solve. I think yeah, that's I, a little bit on the side track of your question. But 
No, I think it was, I think it was great. And it's, um, you, you know, in the methodology I use, it's the first step. Um, you know, I think the hardest thing to do to get yourself on your, your, you know, your momentum journey is you've got to start. And that's the hardest thing for some people to do. And I kind of liken it to, you know, think of yourself in a car and you, you imagine you don't have social media and you get stuck in this car and it's only you on the road. I mean, you've got really two options. Either you can decide you're going to wait for someone, however long that's going to take to come by and hope, hope they're going to help you. And so you're, you're kind of then dependent on that person and, and not yourself, or you can get out of the car and you can start taking action. And that action, maybe you start pushing it. And at first it's really hard, but eventually you'll get your momentum going. And then, you, you know, it may feel like you're on an uphill at first and then it becomes a flat road. And eventually, you know, as you keep getting momentum going and you're, you're pursuing it, uh, kind of like you said, then it gets easier and easier with time. But that, those, that starting point of getting yourself out of the mindset you're in and getting into the mindset where it needs to be takes action and it takes commitment. Um, so with all those things about finding the audience, now you had this audience, but you weren't making money off, uh, off of that audience. What was that trigger point where you started to figure out how to monetize? Oh, I was, I mean, I just didn't make much money with the Instagram account, but I was really making money with my other stuff because like I say, I did some or e-commerce stuff, drop shipping, and then yeah, and Amazon selling products on Amazon. So I, I was making money with my other businesses. So I didn't care much about Instagram. So I didn't. So the first two years, I just didn't bother to just really spend much time figure out how to monetize it. But then when I start, I think it, the breaking point was about I got to a hundred thousand followers. I thought, okay, I have quite a substantial audience now. Let's figure out how to monetize this thing. Let's figure out what I can do with it. So yeah, that's what's the point where that's what's about two years in. It took me two years to get to that 100,000 followers. And that's when I start focusing on, on, okay, let's turn this into a business. And also because I didn't find much of a, a passion or purpose for the e-commerce stuff, because essentially I it buy product and resale to all people at higher price, I didn't feel any meaning in doing that sure i make some money not a lot just i mean enough for me to to be financially independent but i wasn't making millions or anything uh even not in six figures with those business back then so i didn't feel motivated on those business so i'm like okay i'm i really like this instagram account i get to inspire people share some sort of knowledge or not some of my knowledge but mostly all people knowledge i curate it and share share with my audience so I, I find more of a meaning in doing it so i put a focus into it about two years about two three years ago yeah that was the point where i i put my focus on monetizing my audience did you know that forbes magazine recently cited that over 70 percent of individuals who did personal development courses masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching benefited from improved work performance relationships, and more effective communication skills. Here at PassionStruck, we are obsessed with self-development, coaching, and mentorship. That is why we've created a free resource to help you unlock your hidden potential. Because people doing great things in business and life are just like you. They have just gotten some coaching along the way. 
And we have got you covered so you can too. Let us show you the systems and frameworks that we teach growth-minded individuals to help them to unlock their purpose and live and build a passion-struck life that gets predictable results and gives you the freedom that you actually want. Go to passionstruck.com slash coaching right now to get started. Okay. And so how did you go about finding your superpower? Because your superpower, the way I read it, is really helping others reach an audience that wants to consume what they're selling. Maybe I'm saying it the wrong way, but that's my interpretation. I guess, yeah, yeah, it it was quite apparent to me that it's not that I'm sitting around. So the superpower, it it didn't happen to me where I just sit around and think, okay, yeah, I want to be help people share the message on on social media. I didn't just sit and think, okay, and then is it hit me? No, it didn't happen that way. It happened because first I was in university. I just want to explore with online businesses and then online marketing. And then I just start, okay, it was it's kind of cool that to start an Instagram account to build an audience. I I was interested and I'm interested in that in those activities, right? To build an audience and stuff. So and I do it because simply because I had fun doing it. I enjoyed it. It was in my interest in doing it. I didn't need to be paid. I started the Instagram account saying, okay, I like business. I like the idea of eventually build a business around it, but I didn't care whether or not it would succeed or not. And having fun sharing motivational content and business content on Instagram, it was fun for me. I started doing it and then people start following me. They like the content. And then when I buy, okay, I have this skill set. I have this ability. I have this audience. Let's do something with it. It's very clear to me. My superpower is to build an audience, to help people build a personal brand, to be an audience, to spread the message. So I guess I would phrase it as it's quite obvious to me that's my superpower by then. Like okay. I didn't sit around and think about what my superpower is. It's just there. It's built, developed over time based on my curiosity and my interest. And then it just happened. Okay, this is my superpower. I hope yeah, that so, answers your question. So I think it's an important point because uh, you, you know I, whether it's uh, Simon Sinek or some or other people that are out there, there are lots of people who talk about you know the importance of finding your why. But you you know what you just went through, I think is a is a very realistic and important uh, lesson, and that is it does doesn't happen over overnight. For some, yeah. it could take decades. For for yeah. others, it could take years. Yes. But for you, it was like a number of things had aligned, but they were aligning because of the work that you've been doing before that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it yes. reached a point for you that it just became very apparent. Yes. It's so, so I mean, if anything, right, and is this my life purpose? Is this something I'm going to do forever? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Like, I'm still learning new things every day. Like, the way how I approach things is that I would never, because I guess I'm, I'm quite, I, I enjoy philosophy a lot. So it seems like a lot of people we do, almost all of us, we do everything. The more we grow older, the more we do things based on, we do things as a means to achieve certain ends. Like I'm going to start a business because I want to be rich, to have lots of money. So the end is to be rich. The mean is to start a business. But then they don't even like starting a business. They don't even like running a business. They don't even like the aspects, the tasks, the daily tasks of running a business. They only want the money. 
So they get themselves into something that they don't even enjoy doing so that they can get something that they think they want. And they pretty much set themselves up for failure. Because think about it, you, st you started something you don't even enjoy doing because you want something, right? But if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to get to the end point if you don't enjoy the process. So how I approach things is instead of thinking of the end point, to me, the end point is that bonuses. The end point to me is the thing I'm going to do by itself. So the end point is with my Instagram account was not to make a lot of money. The end point was I was curious in learning about building an audience, about marketing, about personal branding. And then I was just curious about the possibility of starting an online business. I enjoyed that process, that endpoint. By me starting doing it, I already achieved my goal. I have to get to my endpoint by doing those things because I enjoyed it. I followed my curiosity, my interest, that like my interest, and I was doing it because it's fun. I already got my endpoint. And then anything afterwards is just bonuses on top of on top of my enjoyment of doing the things already. So uh, what was the question again? Sorry, I was kind of no, no, no. I want to, I, I want to stick on this point just for a sec okay. because I think you're you're picking up something great. I um in in my in my book, I have a chapter on this. It's called the internal effect, and I mm -hmm. wrote about uh, Elon Musk and some of the times I've I've gotten to meet him, and I think he is one of the best at, per at perfecting what you're saying because he will, you know, the the difference between a bee and a turtle. Is a turtle is very methodical about what they're doing, and they're they're really looking at the long term output, like you're saying. And mm -hmm. the the bee is very much all about the daily inputs that it's taking to achieve their goal. And I think what you need to do is figure out how you achieve them both um, yes. with a mixture. And, and and Elon Musk has been great at it because you know his his long term. You know, goal saving humanity from itself, but he is developing all these companies that are each creating different outputs. But the way he breaks it down is he really thinks about what do we need to get done in a day, you know, in a week, in a month mm -hmm. to move forward on that path. And that's, and I think what you're you're saying is exactly right. People put these ultimatums out. I want to be rich. I want to be. I want to. I want to lose forty pounds. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And they don't really think about the daily inputs that you have to take along that way. Yes. And I think. I think what you said is a great one. Um, you know, just by starting, you had succeeded in achieving a goal. Yeah. And that's and that's what I think you got to do. Yeah, because we we all have different goals. We have a lot of goals. True, we want to make lots of money, but we also want to like have the freedom to work wherever we want. We also want to. I don't know, like do things that we enjoy, create art, be creative, artistic. Uh, we also want to, I don't know, we, we want a lot of things, right? So instead of like, okay, I want this one thing, let's do a bunch of things that I don't even enjoy doing to hopefully get that one thing. That's sure, that's one approach of doing it. And the approach I like to pick is why not let's do a bunch of things that I already want to do now, that I can do now, and then align that with the thing that I also want but require more effort that is require more work longer bigger bigger goal than i want that cannot be done right away because if you want to make lots of money it's not going to happen overnight it takes time right or if you want to get six pack apps it's not going to happen overnight you cannot just get it now it's a bigger goal that in the future so instead of do the thing a bunch of things you hate align all the things that you already want to do that can happen right now easily 
align that to the thing that you want that require more work. So you, with one thing, you pretty much achieve all your goals in, in one thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you know, once, once you have all those things out there, you're really going to start prioritizing them because you can't do all of them at one time. Of course, you cannot do all at one time. So what, what I'm saying is that instead of, instead of wanting to make a lot of money, that exists to make a lot of money, I will align that. Okay, I also like online marketing. I also like running businesses. I also like learning about business, learning about businesses. Then I align that would make lots of money. I achieve all of those goals. I align that into one straight line. Does it make sense? Or like, hey, let's mate. say, when you get one, let's say you want to work out, like want to get sick pack apps, for example. Maybe you don't like the workout, the process of workout, working out yourself. Okay, but you like to hang out with your friend, hang out with your buddy. Well, why don't you align that? Okay, I can work out with my buddy. I got that hangout things with my buddy down. Just by working out, I already achieved my goal. And then getting the sick pack app, that's the bigger goal that require more work. But then by, by meeting my want of hanging out with my friend, I will get to that sick pack app's goal as well. Does it make sense? Yep, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it. you might as well play to your strengths and do the things you enjoy because exactly. that's what you're going to do anyhow. Yes. Exactly, no one, you're going to do it anyway. So is it aligned with your, with your end goal, with the bigger goal? Yeah, I mean, that, that's like for me, if you put me in a job where you want me to be an accountant and work on spreadsheets every single day, for, for me, I'm not going to be excited about that. Exactly. And so you can always hire that out for someone else yes. to do, or, you know, for me, I just never pursued that uh, as a career path. Well, well, I, ha I have to ask you this. So, you, you know, you're, you're early into your career, you've, you've discovered the superpower. And I think you brought up another good point, And that is, you know, so much about our self identity is made up by the things around us, be it social media accounts, friends, yes. family. Did anyone try and discourage you from continuing at this point? Um, at this point, no. But when I first started, I think the hardest is always when you first started because there's so many uncertainties when you first started, right? Because you don't know if you're going to get to the goal that you set out for yourself to be or not. And let's say specifically following your passion or in career aspect, you don't know if you're going to be financially stable or not. You don't know if you're going to make enough money to sustain yourself and you don't know if you're going to get anywhere with that whatever you think your passion is and of course people will discourage you at why don't so for my case when i first get graduated from university the people around me including my parents the people who are the like who are the closest to me my parents like my uncle and then even like some of my friends as well people around me but like, why don't you go get a job and like they just didn't understand it. Like it, to the to the outsider, it seemed like I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. And then it's like, doesn't even make money. So of course it will affect you in your thinking. Like, okay, am I doing this the right thing? Like it, it will it will make you feel insecure. Like you don't know if your decision is right or not, right? Of course it will happen. And but really if you truly believe what you want, like, like if you have the right mindset to it, because I had quite a strong foundation of my mindset back then already, because I read all the books, self-help books to help me build a very solid 
mindset. I really know what I want to do. And I was willing to, to look back in their eyes for the first year or so, so that I can achieve my goal. So yeah, it, I, I was able to get through it because I really understand what I want. And also because I, am, I was doing it because I was having fun. I enjoy it anyway. It will be much harder if you're doing something you hate. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start this business. I have no interest in I hate it. Every, every time you do something, you feel it's like a chore. You don't even enjoy it. But then you, the only reason you're doing it because all the people online told you that you would make a lot of money. And then the people around you are like, are you doing like start to be skeptical about the things you do? It, it'd be much harder. Like, why do I spend my day today doing the things that I don't even enjoy doing? And then everyone around me is just keep asking me questions, be skeptical. They look down on me or whatever. It's, it'll be much harder. But if you do something that you really enjoy doing, you like then you would treat it like, hey, I'm just doing this in my like in my free time. I was rather do this than watching Netflix or play video game. This is something I would do for fun in my free time anyway. So it's, it'll be much easier for you to get through that if you if you're doing something that you enjoy already. Exactly. Like my my son, it's interesting because he's uh, he happens to be a, a gamer, yeah. um, like he used to be, and he also likes to play music and do other things. And you know, we were having um, it, it's been great to having him now be in the workforce because he's asking me questions that I can really help him with. And you know, one of them he said is it was kind of funny. It was he came from his uh, um, his his work job, and he said, you know. I'm not finding the time to do the things that I'm passionate about. And I'm like, I'm like, listen to what you just, you just said to me, you know, because if what you are passionate about is what you should be spending your time doing. Yes. And exactly. So it, it, for me, it was just, I, I, it it was a great uh, learning opportunity because it got him to start thinking about things differently. I'm like, if, if, you know, playing your piano and writing songs is where you have passion, mm-hmm. you know, time is malleable and we spend it on what is most important. But if that yes. is important to you, then, you know, make that the priority of, of booking that time in. Yes. Because, yeah, I, it's just fascinating to me that how some people, if given they have the opportunity to do so, like why would people spend time doing the thing that they hate, they don't like doing just so that they could have the weekends well, I guess some, of course, it's hard. Some people, they have bills to pay, they have mortgage, of course. So I guess to those people, I guess the only suggestion I have, sure, work your job enough to pay the bill. And then in your free time, instead of watching Netflix, sitting around, do nothing, spend the time to do the things that you enjoy doing, but figure out a way to align that with your bigger goal with financial sta- stability as well. How can you do the thing that you enjoy doing so that you could replace your job? But some people, they don't need to do that. Some people, if, if you enjoy your job, you're okay with your job, sure, do that. And then on the weekend, do whatever that you want to enjoy. But if you absolutely hate your job, you cannot stand it, you don't want to do it, an option is, sure, work that job to get your bill paid. Then in your free time, spend that, do the things you enjoy to do, and then learn how you can monetize it yeah and and i and and he he really does enjoy his his job and he's having fun with it but i think it was the life lesson of when you know 
we all have so much time and it's how you apply that time that matters and what you do with it. Um, and that's, that was the lesson I was trying to, to, to give them. So, mm-hmm. so you, you, you've accomplished all, all these uh, things you've gotten the business going. Wh- what was that, that event? Like, how did you know you'd finally succeeded? And what was that moment like for you? Like you, you find this superpower and then you employ it. How yeah. did you know that it was working? It was working. I mean, it working because of the result, right? I got the people start following me on social media, both my business account and my personal account. So clearly, I can, I have the result to say that, hey, I have this skill set, I have this superpower. So that's how I know. But really, you say succeed, succeed. My, my goal is very modest, to be honest. My goal, my initial goal was just to, to cost like a hundred grand a year, then I'd be happy. That's it. Like I don't need to make millions to be happy, and that's like, yeah, that's really that's all the goal I had. And the main goal for me, to me, I deter, I I de- define success as being able to do the thing that I enjoy doing, and have the time to do it. Like to do the things I want to do when I want to do it. So that means to just do whatever that I want to do on a daily basis because I don't, I could make more, way more money than what I'm making right now. But if I, if I don't like the task, the daily task that I have to do to get there, then what's the point of making more money? Because if to make more money is to do the thing that I want to do, but I'm doing the thing that I don't want to do to make more money, then what's the, sure, I could spend that money down the road, save money down the road, to do the thing that I enjoy later, but I'm like, well, I I prefer to do the thing that I enjoy doing. So yes, I'm making quite comfortable, but but not as much to my full potential. I know I could make more, but I would rather spend the time to do that I enjoy doing more at this stage in my life. I just prefer to spend more time learning, reading books about philosophy, business, marketing, and then yes, to me that's how I define success, being able to do the things that I want to do at this point in my life. Gotcha. I, the thing that I want to do right now. And that's how I know that I'm successful in that sense. Okay. Yeah. I, at, you know, one, and it, w- it was interesting. A cu- couple of years ago, I got to hear Sarah Blakely uh, speak, the, the founder of Spanx. And mm-hmm. she was kind of going on this uh, linear path similar similar to you. And it reached an inflection point where she was she found that her day had been was getting consumed not by doing the things that she loved, which was like the branding and the design, mm-hmm. but by all these other things. And, you know, she was in this huge rut. She was feeling depressed. And she was like, at that moment, I realized the most important thing I got to do is find someone who can take care of things I hate to do. Yes. And so she ended up hiring like a COO who, uh, you know, a partner who helped her with that. And then, you know, the rest is history kind of, it kind of took off, but I, I definitely get with, with what you're saying. Well, well, so what is your life? You know, so you've, you know, you've got these millions of followers, you've got this successful business, you know, going back to that quote, um, I mentioned at the, at the beginning, you know, Tony Robbins says success is what you, what you want to do when you want, where yeah. you want and with whom yeah, you we, want, et cetera. Yeah, and you know, in the you know, what's the what's your life and the lives around you like now, compared to what it was like before you began your journey? Um, 
I don't think much has changed because I'm I'm a big believer in passion, following your curiosity and passion. So every day, I just when I wake up, I start thinking, what do I want today? What do I want to do today? What am I interested in? What am I curious like curious about? And I go learn about those things. And yeah, if I feel like let's go hiking or skiing, then I would go do that. So that's and not much different have changed. Even years ago, before I have reached any success, I have always been like that. Like I love learning. It's one thing that I really enjoy learning new, absorbing new knowledge. So yeah, back then I just spend a lot of time reading, learning, and it's just like normal. Like I'm pretty. Normal, like any any average person. So my my life is pretty normal. I don't think there's anything special. I just do whatever I feel like doing on a daily day to day basis. And of course, I set goal. I set high goal for myself every day. And then it's the bigger goal that I say, okay, I want to get my business to this level. And then yeah, I set bigger goals as well. But then I make sure that the thing, the task that I do to get to those goals. Are the things that I want to do that I that I'm passionate about that curious me that get me interested and excited. If I don't feel excited, then I either change my goal, change the task at hand to get to that goal. So yeah, that's I guess that's my my daily life <laughs> routine. Okay. Well, yeah. So so that's that's great. One one of the the things you keep bringing up uh, reminds me of. Um, one of my favorite podcast hosts, Tom Bilyeu, and I, if, if he hasn't said it one time, he's said it probably a million times about um, so often people are stuck with where they at, they're at because they don't think they have the skill sets to get to where they need to go. And, and you brought something up a second ago that I think speaks to that, and that is, mm-hmm. is you're, at, you're, you're trying to constantly learn. You're trying to constantly grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one, one of the things I always say is, you know, I call them, you know, I'm trying to inspire the underdogs because it, you don't have to have the greatest education. You don't have to come from the greatest background. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, we put so many self-limiting facts around us. And, yeah. you know, I just go back to, you know, back in my career, when I, when I was at Lowe's, I got the task that I had to build a mm-hmm. tier, tier four data center. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't a small data center. It was like the building was 200,000 square feet. The, the data center floor was 100,000 square feet. How much did I know about that when, when I started? I, I'd done things smaller, but like that much. Mm-hmm. So, so you could either be so afraid to take on the task or you, you do like you're suggesting and you immerse yourself into learning. And we are so blessed because there's so many outlets to learn that are yeah. right at our fingertips. Um, so with, you know, what kind of like with that as a backdrop, you know, if you could give advice to anyone else, else out there dealing with facing their fears and living their purpose, what advice would you give them? I mean, the biggest advice, I honestly, the one that changed my life is really a passion for learning. I think that's, that's really the key. To, for me, I, I mean, I don't consider myself as being successful. I, I'm pretty average. So, but really, the key thing that got me to where I am today is really my passion for learning. And some people might say, "What if I don't like reading? I hate reading, or I don't like audiobook. I just don't like learning at all." Like, I think it's a real, a, a 
a limiting belief that you're imposing on yourself. I don't believe that is true because if you don't like learning, it's because you haven't found the thing that you're interested in, in learning. Because we are all learning every single day. We're all learning something new. Like if you like video games, guess what? By playing that video games, or you're playing something new, you're learning about the video games. You're like, hey, how do I achieve this thing in this video game? You're going to go online. You're going to search how to like figure out how to get whatever achievement in the video game or whatever that is. Or if you like watching movies, you spend time learning about movies every day. You research about the movie that you want to watch or what, or the TV show, whatever that is. You are learning, you're absorbing information every single day. If you're on social media, you're essentially learning. You browse through your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed, the articles that you read every day. That is learning. That's you're absorbing information. So the difference is now you just have to be strategic about it. So figure out what you like. Just pay attention to what you're interested in. And then like just build that, build a passion, build an interest in learning, and then follow your interest, follow your whatever that's curious you that get you excited to learn about once you can build that passion for learning then i think everything else will eventually take care of itself because once you start learning you, the more knowledge you have the more the more the higher skill you will be the more things you know like when things happen you know what to do with the knowledge and then you can apply it better and this is this everything will just fall into place from there so the first thing i think you need to do is that Develop that passion for learning. Yeah, that that would be my biggest advice. Okay, that, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's very important to have routines. Um, for instance, I you know I follow up a, a pretty standard morning routine mm-hmm. every day. Do you do you employ any routines as part of uh, your daily habits, or are you no. more sporadic? I'm pretty random. No. Actually, if anything, I, I hate routine. I guess it depends, like, well, anything has pro and cons, and I guess it depends on how you applied it, right? But I don't really have any sort of routine, to be honest. I said, wake up. I'd usually stay in bed for half an hour, t- checking my phone, and do some light work, reading the news, do some posts on Instagram. So I, yeah, I guess if it is, I just spend yeah the morning sort of like think okay, what do I want today? What do I want to do today? What kind of things that I need to get to be done today? And then I just do it. I don't I don't think I have any routine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I always like to ask uh, guests this question: If there's anyone you could meet, whether they're alive today or deceased, who would it be and why? Hmm. If anyone I would like to meet, I think I, I would like to meet the, um, the ancient philosophers, Astrakati, uh, like, yeah, like the ancient philosophers from 2,000, 3,000 years, or from a long time ago. I like to pick their brain. Yeah, because I, 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 I like philosophy, and yeah, that's, that's the main reason why, just to pick their brain to see. Why? Because a lot of the concept, a lot of the philosophical concept that they came up back then, like long, long time ago, still apply to the modern world. And the thing is, and a lot of the question, the funny thing is that a lot of the same question, the same problems that they had back then, 
even with thousand years later, we still haven't had the answer. We still haven't been able to to figure out to give have a concrete answers. Like what's the meaning of life? Why do we do what we do? What is our purpose? What is what is our life purpose? Those are the things that we are still each of us still trying to answer for ourselves to try to figure out the answer for ourselves, right? Right. Yeah, I mean that's I, I would like just to have a, a an intellectual conversation with with those people. Okay. So so I, I wanted to ask if the the listener if the listeners of the Passion Struck podcast wanted to to reach out and find you, where can they do that? Um, I have my two Instagram account as where I most that I'm most active on. The first one is my personal one called I am David Dang. So is it I am David? My last name D A N G. I am David Dang. That's the first outlet that people can get more to know more about me. That's my personal account where I share my own thoughts, my my own perspective of the world. And then my business account is Entrepreneurship Facts. Uh, that's where I share more general motivational calls, inspiring calls, business-related stuff, entrepreneurship stuff. So you can also follow me there as well. So those are the two main places that you can get a reach of me. But follow my personal account. That's follow your personal account. Yeah. Okay, great. And you know, one of the things that that you try to help people with is how do you go from zero to a hundred thousand followers in two to three months, correct? Yeah. So that's that's one of them. that's my my main business right now is to help entrepreneurs build a personal brand, build a following, right? Which I briefly talk about. Really, the only secret is to have good content, and then if people see it, they like it, they follow you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the the business, the main thing that I'm doing right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, David, thank you so much for being a, a part of the show today, and you shared so much wisdom on you, you know a, a myriad of topics from you know how did you find your superpower to deploying your superpower to you know the one most important thing that you would piece of advice that you would give. So you know so much here for our listeners. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on the show. It was a really fun talk. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. What a great interview that was with David Dang. So much information he shared is pertinent to you and your life. His journey is so similar to that of many great achievers. And there's so many nuggets in there that you can unpack as you listen to this and listen to it again. I'm so thankful for him joining the podcast and thankful for you for listening. I always like to close these out by saying, make a choice, work every day, step into the sharp edges, do something that scares you and ignite your him. And I always like to close these shows by saying, make a choice, work every day, step into the sharp edges, do something that scares you and ultimately ignite your passion journey. Thank you again. Thank you so much for joining us. The purpose of our show is to make passion go viral by sharing the knowledge and insights you can use to unlock your hidden potential. To hear more, please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love this episode, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell three of your most driven and motivated friends about the show and post to your social accounts, that would help us grow our Passion Struck community too. If you want more tools to unlock your potential, please make sure to also visit our website, passionstruck.com, to sign up to our email list as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. Be sure to tune in on Tuesdays and Fridays for our next episodes. And remember, make a choice, work hard, and step into your sharp edges. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.